keep going. If you have a vision for yourself, nobody's going to be able to see or feel or experience that quite the way that you do. And if you really have the ambition to materialize this vision and make something of it, you have to keep going until it's tangible and that not just you see it, but other people can see it. Well, welcome back to the Intuitive Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Herbst. I'm a multi-hyphenate creative who's obsessed with helping other creatives unlock their own intuition to create their best, most authentic work. Okay, well, first off, let me start off by saying, so sorry I've been MIA for the past few months. Um, lots of exciting updates to share with you, um, not on this episode, but probably the next about what's going on with me and my personal life and then also with my career. I am really excited about the next step. Um, I don't want to give away too much right now, but definitely stay tuned for an update there very shortly. And I have a lot more exciting guests and things that I'm planning for the podcast and blog as well in the next few months um, that I've been doing behind the scenes. So again, lots of exciting stuff coming up. Um, but yeah, I want to apologize first off for kind of going dark on social and also um, just, yeah, the past month has been kind of busy, so I haven't been able to prioritize blog posts and podcast episodes, but all for good reason, all for exciting things. So I'll share that with you very soon. Um, but otherwise, I would love to just dive right into this episode. I have a, an amazing guest, uh, Jonathan Pereira on the podcast. I actually knew him in college. So yeah, Jonathan is a close friend from our time at Bradley University in college, um, but he is a sales professional turned full-time traveler and digital nomad. Um, he's now living out his dreams, exploring North America and his own custom school bus, which is something that he made totally from scratch with the help of um, some other people in the van life community. Now, this journey has been a lot of ups and downs, career pivots, and a global pandemic involved in his van life build and just traveling and being a digital nomad. Uh, but his creative visions have never been lost. Um, now, after almost a year living in his home on the highway, Jonathan is launching his most recent business and career project, Keep Going, which is a podcast, coaching, and apparel company. And for those that know Jonathan personally, like me, or anyone who listens to this episode, you'll definitely understand why the three pillars of Keep Going are a perfect intersection of his business and creative talents. So in this episode, we really dive into kind of his career timeline, the ups and downs, and like honest, vulnerable conversation about how he has pivoted, how he took those times and ups and downs to really revisit and kind of kind of had some introspective moments of what he wanted and making sure that he had an action plan to set them into place. And now he is on his journey to bring them into life, which is amazing. Um, so it's really about his story and then also just kind of your own personal pep talk about how to keep going, how to how the patience is, you know, the key to success and bringing your creative vision to life and just a lot of other interesting stories about his journey on the road and things that he's learned from other people that he's met. So if you need a pep talk, this episode you need to listen to. Um, he has so many great, insightful the conversations that he's had and also very he's very well spoken and has a lot of um, great insights and advice so if you're feeling in a rut if you're feeling stuck if you're not sure where to turn this is the episode for you 
Now, before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to just let you know that I also have a blog post that corresponds with this episode. It's kind of a little different this time. I decided to kind of do it where I pulled together some of my favorite quotes. So if you're still kind of feeling like you need that little creative boost or that little motivation to keep going, I have a bunch of different quotes that I think would be great affirmations and great things to put on a sticky note right on your desk so you can remember to keep going as well. So definitely check that out. That'll be linked in the description. And I also encourage you to rate and review The Intuitive Creative on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Definitely helps support me in the show. And I also will shout you out on the next episode if you write a review. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So let's dive right into it. Enjoy. Well, welcome back to the Intuitive Creative Podcast. I have an amazing guest here today, Jonathan Pereira, somebody I actually knew from college. Um, but before our, we dive in, Jonathan, let's just hear about you. Who are you? What do you do? And what are your favorite creative pursuits? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the pod. I'm very excited to be here, Christina. And uh, I know I told you yesterday, but congratulations on crossing the one-year mark with the Intuitive Creative I think it's a, a very exciting place for you to be and it's been very cool to follow along um thank you so much to your question i feel like i do a lot of things um if i were to condense it into one or two sentences i'm a sales professional turned full-time traveler and digital nomad that's now delving into more creative work and things that i am and have been passionate about for a long time but i feel like I neglected largely in my own world because I was being paid to do it for somebody else. Um, right now, I'm sitting in my home, which just so happens to be a converted school bus. It's a 2004 Bluebird school bus that used to take kids out of state for sports tournaments. And now uh, it's got a 20-inch roof raise and all sorts of creature comforts that make it my home. And I've been living in it for almost a year now, which is pretty wild to think about. Yeah, that's incredible. I I remember seeing it, or I remember first hearing about your bus build and then like seeing the progress. It's crazy how much, how far it's come. It literally was just a regular old school bus before and now it's that beautiful background that you see. Um, but yeah, if you could kind of go into uh, what your career timeline, and then I also want to hear about the bus. We got to talk about that at some point too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So. I guess it, it starts at Bradley, um, which is where you and I met a lot through University Tees, which was really a job that kind of fell into my lap. So I went to school for a program called Television Arts, which is a fancy way of saying video production and multimedia with a focus on storytelling and like news packages. Um, the program was wonderful. The curriculum taught me a lot and I really enjoyed like the professors and the peers that I connected with. But... I feel like I gained much more from my experience at Bradley from my pursuits outside of the classroom, whether we're talking about serving my fraternity or working with the student activities department and planning some of like the large scale campus events, um, leading the ski and snowboard club. Like I, I did all sorts of different stuff. And for a lot of that, I, I was buying t-shirts and custom apparel and Bradley's a small school. There's only 4,000 students there. Um, so University Tees didn't have much of a footprint there before. And then they see this guy who's ordering shirts every other month for different things. They reach out to me and asked essentially if I wanted a job. Um, 
and I told them I didn't really want or need another job. I was already doing a, a million and one things, but they, they posed it to me at that time as like, well, you're already ordering these shirts. You have the opportunity to uh, earn a discount on them to, to meet your budgets, or if you're already within budget, you can earn a little bit of commission. I was like, sure, that doesn't sound like a big deal, and it doesn't sound like anything I'd be adding to my workload, really. Um, fast forward like three, four months of me working for them, my supervisor kind of pushed me to reach out and talk to some other fraternity and sorority customers about potentially ordering shirts. And my first customer just so happened to be Sigma Kappa. Um, I talked to Nat about the um, bonfire date party and we made some shirts for that. And I just fell in love with the whole process of like sitting across from her and finding out what her goals were and her design ideas and bringing her design to life and then making the shirts. And I also got to go to that event. So like seeing the shirts get distributed and then walking around campus, I was like hooked. So uh, in a really a school year and a half, I turned this like side hustle that really was not a side hustle. It was just like an added thing that I was doing and making a very small amount of commission on um, into a $250,000 custom apparel business at Bradley. Um, so it, it kind of fell into my lap on accident and I, I fell in love with it and it turned into this huge plug on campus because I was making shirts for everything. So naturally I got to know everything that was going on and show up to all these events, which also served me well when I was working with student activities department and the fraternity. And um, eventually they offered me a full-time job, basically doing what my supervisor did, helping other students across the country find their footing and build an arm of the business at their school. I turned it down at first because I went to Los Angeles and I had a six month creative contract and production assistant position with Snapchat, um, which at the time was like, okay, this is my dream come true. Like I'm going to crush it with them. The six month contract is going to turn into a full-time job offer and I'm going to end up moving to LA. Um, I did have a wonderful time. The experience was amazing. The people I connected with were great. Um, also living in LA was pretty cool. I got to live with some other Bradley students as well, which was fun. And um, at the end of my six months, they did offer me a full-time job, but the the offer was very underwhelming, like compensation benefits, all of it. Like I would have I gone house poor to basically work for Snapchat. And I told them that, started negotiating, and my... Uh, supervisor basically cut me off and was like, listen, you do great work and we're really glad that you've been here, but there's a line out the door for people who want to work for us. Someone is going to take what we're offering. And if it's not you, we're going to find somebody else. And I mean, I, I dream crushed in that moment, you know, like, but also um, just a big lesson on like these things that you think you want aren't always what they're made out to be. Um, so throughout this creative contract and the time that I was with Snapchat, I was still hustling t-shirts on the side. Like I had very strong relationships with my customers on campus. Um, so I ended up packing up all my things in LA. It's now like December, 2016. And I decided for the winter, I was just going to live the snowboard bum life and sell t-shirts for my computer. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Like I lived out of my SUV and I crashed on friends' couches and I snowboarded like 
35 to 40 days that season, which at that time was like a lot for me. I racked up more than that this past season, but um, it was a very cool chapter of life, but also a lot of time spent introspectively like, wow, this thing that I thought I was working towards my entire college career is not actually going to work out the way I thought it was. What the heck am I doing? Um, and I coped by just like having fun and doing what I was good at at the time, which was selling t-shirts and connecting with other students. I ended up calling my uh, supervisor from University Tees and was like, listen, I know the deadline for winter sales conference registration has come and gone, but what are the chances I could come? And he's like, we can get you a room, figure it out. Um, just fill out this form, yada, yada, yada. So I enjoyed the rest of my winter. I ended up making my way all the way from Southern California to Lake Tahoe to uh, Salt Lake City to Summit County, Colorado, bouncing around there for a little bit, and then back to the Midwest. I stopped in St. Louis for a little bit to regroup, which is where I'm from originally, and then I went to Cleveland for this t-shirt conference. And at this point, I'm like washed up fifth year in the program. Like, uh, I've got the sales accolades and the recognition within the program, but um, it just felt a little different because I was one of the oldest people there and I had already turned down a full-time offer. At the end of the conference, they do this thing where they have like the senior success stories. And basically you get up there and tell a version of like, I got hired as this bumbling freshman. I didn't really know what I was doing. And through University T's program, which is largely a student development program, I discovered my confidence and figured out what I was capable of on my campus and got involved, did all these things. And now I'm going off to do this. I told my version of that story on stage, which is essentially the whole story I just told you about like my impact at Bradley, leaving, continuing to do it while I was in LA, having one dream crushed and this supporting me to like have one of the best winters I ever had. At the end of that, um, the response was pretty overwhelming, which was nice. Uh, but the director of HR also re-offered me a job. And at that time, like, I I didn't really know what I was going to do post-grad. So I was like, yeah, I would love to take this job offer with one stipulation. In the time that I spent, not only in Los Angeles, but, like, living the snowboard bum life that winter and, like, really just, like, roughing it in my SUV or on friends' couches, I realized, like... I've been working remotely since 2015 and I had this crazy dream to continue traveling full time and working remotely and figuring out what that looked like. I had seen on HGTV, this young couple on like a tiny home show that had done it in a bus that they converted. And my gears had been turning for years about that. But like me being able to pull the trigger on that was not at the forefront of my mind. Cause I was going to go to LA and make my dream happen. Right? So the stipulation I gave universities, when I accepted the job offer is like, if I'm going to come work for you full time, and that meant moving to Cleveland, I want to earn my ability to leave and continue traveling and do this job for my computer like I have been for years. And they said yes. So uh, I went back to Bradley. I had uh, probably the best semester I had ever had because I wasn't actually a student. I had fulfilled all my requirements for graduating prior to even going to LA and doing the Hollywood semester program. Um, so I was just back at Bradley slinging t-shirts and planning events and um, 
really having a good time. It was like the, the closure from college that like I didn't know I needed. Um, and I even got to audit some classes that like I was always interested in, but never really had the space in my schedule to take, which was cool because I got to go and learn because I wanted to, but I wasn't bound by like the exam or the timeline or like if I woke up and I didn't want to go to that particular class, like I didn't go. Um, but anyway, I graduated from Bradley, moved to Cleveland, start working for University Tees full time, and I was so tunnel vision. Like I'm here to bust ass, build the best sales team that this company's ever seen so that I can earn my ability to leave in a year, year's time. Um, I ended up being in Cleveland for like two and a half years, but all in pursuit of this thing. And it was going well. Like the first year I had campuses all the way from like Colorado to Florida to Michigan to uh, Bradley was one of them, which was nice. Um, but I started with, I think like 18 campuses on my roster. And then by my third school year, it was down to 12, but like they were powerhouses at that time. And first year, uh, my team of 40 to 50 college students, um, who have since become some of my closest friends, um, we drummed up a million dollars in sales and a first year business development leader had never done that. So it was a big deal points for me, um, and my team, obviously. Next year, uh, the plan was to basically create a, a test run where I would go and visit my campuses on like this crazy road trip where I'm gone for months at a time and see if I can manage like a remote workflow and also continue performing at the level that I had set. It went really well. Um, now we're talking January of 2019. I was gone for like two-ish months, 5,000 mile road trip. Uh, I visited eight of my 12 campuses in one go, um, and I went snowboarding every weekend in between, uh, sometimes with my students, which was really cool. And I started like a Snapchat group for all my students, and I basically kept them updated as I traveled and got to experience like the slice of life, excuse me, that all of these students had shown me at their campus, which was amazing um, for me and for them. It was very motivating. And at the end of that two month trip, um, my team had outperformed like all of our sales metrics. So I am now back in LA uh, getting ready to celebrate my birthday with friends from like all stages of life. Some that had lived out there, some that flew out for the occasion, some that were like my students. Um, I called my, my supervisor and I was like, Hey, sales numbers are looking good. My team's happy. I've been gone for two months living the Airbnb life and crashing on couches. And, um, I want to know if I can do this because if I can, I'm about to sell my car and put a deposit on my bus build and like make this real. And, uh, I got the green light. I sold my car in Los Angeles and, uh, I flew home. And I think like not even a week later, I'd put a deposit down with school.com uh, which is the company I partnered with for my bus conversion. And things got very real, very fast, which was super exciting. I'd been working towards that for a long time, but that's, that's kind of the career path that led me to, uh, I guess my means to an end to make this, this full-time travel dream real. Uh, but fast forward a year, COVID hits and top floor to shop floor, universities let go of like 90% of their staff. And while my team was a high performing team, I was pretty easy to let go of because I wasn't in the office. 
and they needed a core group of people who are going to show up and be present, or at least at the time, that's what they thought. Everybody ended up working from home anyway. Um, but yeah, I had just started my bus build. I was not even two months into my bus build and, uh, COVID hits and I lose my job. So, uh, talk about a chapter of life where you imagined it to be one way and it was a completely different way. Um, I felt very lost, uh, in a career sense, but also in like a life sense. Um, I think a lot of people did at that time, like collective global trauma would do that. Right. Um, but intuitively I knew like I'm on the right path. Like I'm doing my thing, which was this bus build and like chasing my full-time travel dreams and reclaiming my creative ambitions. Um, I wasn't going to teach sorority girls and fraternity guys to sell t-shirts for the rest of my life. Um, and I even knew that going in, like, that's not what I went to school for. That's just, again, a, a job that fell into my lap and evolved into something much greater. But I went full speed ahead on my bus build uh, for as long as I could. Um, and then supply chains kind of changed things. So, I mean, we waited like a year for all the lithium components and the solar panels and stuff to come in. Price of lumber and steel was through the roof. So we... We waited a while to do certain things, and I was, at the time, living in Hendersonville, North Carolina, working on this project. I knew basically nobody except the people I was working with. COVID made it a very weird place to live, kind of everywhere, but definitely there. Um, so I stuck around from, like, January of 2020 until June of 2020, and then I left. Um, part of me partnering with Schooly.com was knowing, like, at the time I was working full-time, so... Whether I was hands-on and in the shop with them every day or I was not, the project would continue. Um, so I left at that time knowing, like, one, progress is going to continue, albeit a little slower because of COVID. But two, the stage of the build that we were at, I was far more of a student than I was a helpful participant. So me being out of the way was not, like, a big deal. Um, but I, I wasn't working at the time. I was collecting unemployment and investing my money and trying to save. And I found at the time, like the most effective way for me to save money was actually not to stay in one place and to pay rent, but to bounce. And, um, I, I went back to St. Louis for like one month with my parents, just kind of like regroup. And then I moved to Portland with, uh, a few roommates, one of whom went to Bradley and that's how I got connected. And the other, um, the other two were peers of his, from San Francisco. Uh, two of them worked for Uber. One of them worked for Google. And they had the same realization I did. Like, them paying rent in San Francisco was going to cost them more than if they just split an Airbnb with a few guys and bounced around. So I only lived with them for this month in Portland. Uh, but they spent like a year bouncing place to place and saving money, which is crazy. Um, the way they seize that, that opportunity, uh, something I admire very much and, uh, getting to live with them and also navigate like a weird COVID world, especially like Portland had a lot going on at that time. Um, they're some of my closest friends and actually I'm going to see one of them in Honduras, uh, like three weeks from now, but that's a, a whole different story. Um, but career wise, I'm still not working. Um, financially I was in an okay position and my investments were paying off, but still feeling a little lost. I'm like, what happens next? Like this world isn't going to be in this COVID holding pattern forever. So 
I'm building up my social media for Home on the Highway, which is the, I guess, the name I've, I've coined my bus. Um, people are starting to follow along. I'm, there's a story to tell there, and I'm traveling amidst this build. So there's like kind of converging timelines happening. And after my month in Portland, I spent a month in Colorado and New Mexico. And then I went back to St. Louis for a couple months. It gets a little blurry here because I was traveling so much, but um, we'll fast forward like six to eight months because I was traveling. I, I went to Mexico for New Year's and um, did all sorts of different things. I settled in St. Louis for like three or four months and then back to North Carolina to start the bus build. Shortly after that, I started working for a commercial real estate startup. Uh, I was their third full-time employee. And after seeing what they, after them seeing what I had done with university tees in a sales perspective, they were like, this guy needs to come in and help us capitalize on our pipeline because they were pre-revenue. Um, so it was pretty risky on my part, but I, I needed a job. I needed to create some income. It had been like a year. Um, started working for them in eight months time, I created like $12 million in closed deals for them. And they just couldn't keep their promises when it came to the incentive based pay and the things that came along with those closed deals. Um, and I didn't have super high expectations, like first few deals, like you guys have bills to pay and you're pre-revenue. So we got to figure that out. But we had in writing that I was going to get some sort of incentive based pay or bonus and they just couldn't fork it up. So I ended up leaving. This is now, um, May of 2022 bus bill is still happening. This eight month project has turned into like a, a two and a half year project, but we're, we're nearing the finish line. So I moved back to Hendersonville, North Carolina. Only goal is to finish this bus build, plan a big launch party and tell the whole story via social media. Um, and then hit the road by the fall. And that's kind of what happened amongst a lot of other things. Um, my focus was finish the bus build, plan this launch party, go west for the winter, and then I'm going to pick up a seasonal job teaching snowboarding, which is something that I had romanticized for a really long time, and that's what I wanted to do. Um, launch party was super successful. The bus was essentially like a, a temporary art exhibit at a sculpture park in St. Louis and a brewery that I'm very close with. They came and were pouring beer all night and um, salt and smoke barbecue, which is kind of St. Louis famous catered food. And we had live music for several hours. And the whole thing was a fundraiser for the national forest foundation and myself. So for every $5 that was donated, whether it was like directly donated or through the raffle or some other means, a tree was planted with the national forest foundation and a gallon of diesel was paid for to help me get west and like start this journey. And I mean, it, it went exceptionally well. We planted almost 350 trees and paid for my entire fuel journey to get from St. Louis to Summit County, Colorado. I get to Colorado, start teaching snowboarding, having the, the winter of my life, but still this like feeling of being lost in a career sense. I'm like, what am I doing is there. But intuitively, I know, like, I'm still doing all the things I set out to do. I just need to find a way of telling the story and creating a community and monetizing it in some form or fashion. So all these seeds that I have been planting really since 
leaving Bradley and going to Cleveland and working for University Tees, they're materializing and starting to grow. But now it, it's it's very real. Like I've been living in the bus for almost a year now. Um, I've been building out a few different business arms and there's a coaching business, there's a podcast, and there's a subscriber community via Patreon. Um, amongst other fun offerings and things that you can take from the website and social media, those are like the big pillars. And still benefiting the National Forest Foundation. To date, we've raised enough money to plant over 700 trees, which is crazy cool. Um, and it's just the beginning. And eventually some apparel and like merch offerings via the coaching and podcast, which is called Keep Going, um, is going to benefit an organization called Active Minds, which is a mental health awareness and promotion organization uh, that has chapters in, at college campuses across the country. And I didn't connect with them at Bradley, and I'm not sure if they have a chapter at Bradley or not, but through some of my other students that worked on my team with University Tees, they had Active Minds chapters that they did t-shirts for, and I I thought it was very cool. And the organization very, makes a very positive difference in something that um, I resonate with very much because mental health is health. Um, and it very much manifests itself physically and in the relationships you have. So for me to be able to create something to sustain this beautiful life I've designed and also give back, um, I'm very, very excited about it. So that was a long story long to answer your question about my career journey. Um, but here we are. Here we are. And something I told you yesterday too, is that I feel like you've gone on all these different paths over the past few years, but you've always done them very authentically and very intuitively. And you've always stuck it out. Like you've always been really patient about your dreams and you always knew that they were going to happen, but you just didn't know when. Um, and I think that's really inspiring. And I feel like a lot of people will resonate with that after hearing the podcast episode. Based on like your career timeline, building the bus, everything that's happened the past few years, what do you think the biggest life lessons were that you learned about yourself? First and foremost, keep going. If you have a vision for yourself, nobody's going to be able to see or feel or experience that quite the way that you do. And if you really have the ambition to materialize this vision and make something of it, you have to keep going until it's tangible and that not just you see it, but other people can see it. Um, I mean, the bus is one example, like this eight month project turned into a two and a half year project. And every time I talk to any friend or family member, it's like, what's going on with the bus? Um, cause the world was crashing down around us. People are losing their jobs. People are getting sick and unfortunately hospitalized and dying. And like, things are just not going well for a lot of people and a lot of things. So, uh, whether they explicitly said it or not, I feel like a lot of people assumed that would happen with the bus build also. And, uh, I was not about to let that happen. The incredible staff at schoolie.com was not about to let that happen either. Um, so lesson number one, keep going. And whether it's like a vision or just like you lose your job, you find yourself in kind of a, a slump or however you want to describe a, a down point in your life. Um, that's very much a part of the human experience. And if you are going to learn something from it and benefit from it and come out on the other side, you have to keep going. 
Um, the second lesson, which I, I actually borrowed from just like a, a clip that I saw online and kind of relates to the first, is that a lot of times throughout the bus build and this journey of like building my businesses and kind of figuring out how to sustain this lifestyle and really just do what I want to do with my time. Um, very intense ups and downs, um, physically, emotionally, in my relationships, in clarity of my vision and what I'm doing, very intense ups and downs. And I thought to myself plenty, like, I would love to just have like a chapter of life where everything feels steady. You know, I'm just like in the middle, not crazy highs, not crazy lows, but I'm like hovering somewhere in the middle. And this clip that I saw online, um, this guy was being interviewed. He had just turned 30 and he was describing a very similar sensation to what I just talked about to his therapist. And the therapist said something so profound to him. She said that, imagine your life and all these ups and downs like a heart monitor. The up and down waves are what you want to see. If you're just hanging out in the middle, you died. You flatlined. You didn't feel or experience anything. It's over. And I watched that clip over and over and over again because that was, one, very validating to the experience I was having. And two, it's so true. Like, if you find yourself in this, like, steady pattern or like a, a holding or a waiting pattern, eventually you're going to get bored and have this desire for more or you're going to feel stuck or whatever that manifests for you. The ups and downs of life are where the fun is and the experiences and the growth is. You just have to learn to ride the waves and master that middle period, knowing that like these intense highs that you're enjoying aren't going to last forever. Just like the intense lows that you might experience won't last forever either. Um, so that's probably the, the next biggest lesson I learned throughout the, the entire scope of the story I told you is that like the highs and lows come and go as long as you learn to sit with and experience both sides of it, you'll come to enjoy and appreciate both of them much more. And um, I think if there's one other takeaway I had from that entire uh, experience, like building out the bus and the businesses and just the, the path I've been on so far, the relationships that you have and you choose to invest in they are worth more than all the other things you're doing um because at the end of the day like whatever you accomplish or achieve for yourself who are you going to enjoy that with who are you going to celebrate it with who are you going to struggle with in the middle of it next to or talk to about it like my parents my brother and sister my closest friends some from bradley some from Cleveland, some from at this point all over the country. Um, they were constants throughout all of those waves and the entire journey. And now it's a pretty magical feeling to know that one, they were there and we have all of that history together and shared experience and memories to pull from. But two, to make all of these magnificent new memories and experiences with because of the journey I've been on. Um, and you and I talked about that a little bit yesterday in like our prep meeting. I'm very thankful to be living this way and traveling full time for a lot of reasons. But I think one of the biggest is that I'm the friend that gets to show up for things. 
I get to be in seemingly all these places at once if I plan it right. Um, whereas a lot of people don't necessarily have that time or location freedom. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that and for all of the people that were present before, during, and after the bus, the business, and the craziness that has been my life for a, a few years. I love all of those, especially the um, the therapist quote. That's incredible. Like I need like like on a t-shirt right? or something. Like that was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I feel like you have so many good like words of wisdom. Um, was there any one instance or anything that really inspired you to start keep going like your coaching and podcast company? There's a few layers here. Um, I so I have keep going tattooed on the inside of my left wrist in my handwriting. Um, I got that done in the middle of the bus build at a point where I felt like, am I ever going to finish this thing? Um, just as a reminder, a little note to self, like keep going. Um, and I did that for that reason, but also because it's been like a mantra in my journal entries for years now before the bus, even like graduating from Bradley and finishing college, um, figuring out the next step in my career path where I felt totally lost in my romantic relationships or like patching things up with friends, family, it, it really didn't matter. The punchline was always keep going. So that's where the name comes from. In terms of the podcast, um, I mean, I've sat down with a lot of friends, acquaintances, uh, connections for the evening, just like people I come across as I've traveled, have these profound conversations where I'm listening and learning more than anything else and then they leave and i'm like holy cow i wish i would have captured some of that um there's one in particular i won't tell the whole story because we could really go off on a tangent here but i was at a truck stop in the middle of kansas just like spending the night making my way west for that first winter where i was going to teach snowboarding and kind of a cold night i got the fire going and there's smoke coming out of the flue which sticks out of the top of my bus and I get a knock on my door and this older, very short Indian man is standing there and he's like, hi, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to spook you. I know it's late, um, but I saw the smoke coming out of your, your flu and your bus is beautiful. I just have so many questions. And I said, well, come on in, like happy to, to entertain the questions you've got. And I've come to find like people that you meet on the road are very kind to warm people. So I had no, uh, qualms about letting him into my space, but what I thought might be a 10 to 15 minute interaction turned into hours of me and this guy just going back and forth. And, um, we are very different people. We've lived very different lives. Um, for context, he 75 year old man, uh, world traveling engineer in his previous chapter of his career. And he likely set for life financially. And the kids have left the house, him and his wife are still together and they're just doing different things. And, um, I asked him why he was driving a truck, like living life on the road with all the experience that he had. And he dropped some profound knowledge on me that I was like, I wish I would have recorded that. And this would be a wonderful podcast episode. Um, but he said, as I enter the last chapter of my life, I want to spend more time with myself and my thoughts and my feelings and figure out what I really want out of the rest of my experience. And also just, he was internalizing 
the 75 years of human experience he did have and just how fantastic his life has been and um, and all the ups and downs that created that feeling for him. And I was blown away. Um, like, to have done all the things that he did, been all the places that he had been and experienced all that he had, he wanted to spend more time with himself and like just really contemplate his life before, during, and after his present moment. And he was doing it as a trucker. Um, and I just met this guy in passing 10 o'clock at night in the middle of Kansas. Um, and I've had plenty of interactions like that, some more profound than others, but that when he left the bus that night, I was just like sitting in my seat, the same one I'm sitting in now, just like radiating this energy of like, wow, I'm in the right place doing the right thing. And of course I'm going to be coming across these sorts of people and these stories, I want to be able to tell these stories or help amplify these voices. Um, so that inspired me to bring the podcast back. But in 2020, uh, when I had just started my bus build and was living in North Carolina, I actually started in air quotes. I started the podcast. Um, but at the time it was called home on the highway and it was more niched to full-time travelers, nomadic people living life on the road and, whether your bus life, van life, RV, couch surfer, doesn't matter. Like, what were those stories like? I had a fully recorded, edited, polished pilot episode for this podcast, and I never put it out for a variety of reasons. I mean, I had just lost my job. My mental health was not in a super great place, um, but also it didn't feel right. For whatever reason, it just didn't feel like that was the time to put the podcast out. And um, I beat myself up about that for a very long time. Because um, there's plenty of projects I've started and never finished. And as a creative, that's like a challenging thing. Um, but in that moment at the truck stop, I realized why I hadn't put it out. It wasn't supposed to be home on the highway, a podcast. It was about, it was supposed to be keep going a podcast on the power of perseverance and getting out of your own way and betting on yourself and taking that first step. Even if you can't see the whole staircase, whether it's my story or somebody else's, everybody has a version of that story. And it's like, so central, I think to the human experience. Um, and all the stories that would have been told on a home on the highway podcast can still fit in the keep going podcast, uh, but not the other way around. So I'm thankful that I didn't start it when I thought I wanted to. And I had this unfinished project because in the pilot episode of keep going, I talk about kind of what we just talked about. And I pull snippets from my initial episode that are still relevant. And I talk about that. And I also pull some snippets that like, well, this shit doesn't make sense anymore, or it's not relevant or whatever. Um, so Everything works out exactly how it's supposed to. Sometimes it just takes you a while to see that. Definitely. No, one, I'm really glad you shared the trucker stop story because uh, we talked about it yesterday. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish we were recording this because this is so fantastic. <laughs> it literally changed my life and I wasn't even there. <laughs> um, and then two, I totally resonate with what you said about you weren't sure what the whole vision was, but you knew it would happen. And I feel like, again, that mm -hmm. ties into your whole like, keep going patience is like the key to success um story but i also had that similar experience with starting a podcast and a blog um like i shared um yesterday 
I originally wanted to do like a fashion, like a thrifted fashion thing. And I was like, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was me. It didn't feel like, it felt like I was putting on a performance for somebody else. Like I, it wouldn't feel authentic to myself. And then one day I was just driving and I like had the idea and I had to pull my car over and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. I was like writing everything down. I'm like, this is what the podcast would be about. This is what I'm writing the blog. This is the whole vision of it. So sometimes in the craziest moments that you would never expect the answer to come to you, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad that it worked out that way for you as well, because uh, listening to the episodes that I have and the guests that you brought on uh, has been a part of my journey as well. Like specifically the episode where you talk in depth about imposter syndrome. Um, I think everybody experiences that in some form or fashion, especially creatives. Um, but it's a motivating force if you let it be. And also like feeling that fear and that imposter syndrome and doing it anyway uh, becomes like this incredibly powerful habit. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that things worked out the way that they did for you as well, because we're, we're serving each other here. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so kind of going back on like patience and keep going, why do you think the key to success is patience? Well, I'm going to oversimplify life real quick. Um, I think life is just like this infinite game. And if you play the long game, you're one, going to have more fun, and two, accomplish or materialize more of those things in your head. Um, but specifically about patience, like, I think, at least in my experience, nothing worth having, achieving, experiencing, or feeling came quickly or easily. Um, so if you're willing to play the long game and believe in the things that you can see and feel, but aren't necessarily real tangible parts of your life yet, if you can believe in those things long enough to see it through, you're going to experience and appreciate something that not everybody gets to, which is playing that long game and winning and unlocking new levels. Um, I think that analogy of like life as a game is very oversimplifying things. But for me, it brings me a lot of peace because um, I like playing games. Who doesn't like playing games and unlocking new levels and finding out what else there is to learn or who else there is to meet or what else there is to experience. Um, and you only get to unlock all those levels and do those things if you're patient and you take your time. Um, and I feel like that's, like a lost art, whether it's for our generation or just society as a whole right now. Um, everything happens so fast, or at least it feels like it. Even people that you see blow up online, it appears like an overnight success, but maybe they've been working on it for years. You, you really don't know the full story. Um, and a lot of people will tell that story and it'll be like, yeah, it felt like an overnight success 10 years in the making. And, um, when I think about the bus that I'm sitting in or the businesses that are launching, um, that HGTV show I watched was in 2015 and I didn't put a deposit down with schoolie.com until 2019 bought the bus beginning of 2020 pre pandemic. And two and a half years later, I moved into it and it's been about a year living in it full time, just me and my dog. And we've, racked up about 4,000 miles so far. And it truly feels like it's just the beginning. Um, 
and the business stuff too, like planting seeds that entire time, like that's eight years of like planting seeds and seeds and letting ideas evolve and just iterating on your process. Plenty of projects went started and unfinished during that time and they will continue to do that. Um, but yeah, patience is definitely the name of the game. And as much as I like to feel like I'm good at that, like you and I talked about yesterday during our prep meeting, it's hard for everybody, even the people who look like they've got it figured out. I know I don't have it figured out. I'm still learning to master the middle. And even when I feel like I've mastered the middle, I'm going to unlock a new level of this game, this life that we're living, and feel totally lost in it and have to do it all again. Exactly. And like we talked about yesterday too, I had that question about becoming your highest self and or your best self. And I feel like it's always something that you're achieving towards. Like like you kind of mentioned yesterday, it's there's always another step to the staircase to unlock. Mm -hmm. There's always something that'll change. And if there's not ups and downs, like you mentioned earlier, like it becomes flat, it becomes stagnant. And it's always good to mm -hmm. be striving for more and doing more and achieving your dreams because there'll always be another dream. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think discovering your best self is an ongoing journey. Um, and even in like the present moment, are you were talking about like, am I living as my best self right now? I don't know. I'm trying. I think it's like a matter of acceptance too. Like wherever you at, you're at right now, even the unsolved parts of your life or the things that feel like low hanging fruit that you're just neglecting or whatever. Um, accepting that that's part of your best self, those unfinished projects. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Um, you've had so many good tidbits. Um, but if my listeners could <laughs> take you. away just one thing from your episode, what would it be and why? No pressure. I know it's an intense question. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, I really feel like the one thing that I would want anybody to take away uh, from this episode or my experience in general is to keep going. No matter what your your current circumstances look like, no matter what your ambitions are, no matter what your past looks like or your future might look like, you have to keep going. Because what's what's the alternative? You know, like I, I think that's it right there. Just keep going. Simply put, and it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. It's always, there's always something to achieve. There's always something to do and you just got to keep going. Even if it, the whole vision isn't totally there, it'll definitely show itself eventually, especially if you're living authentically and intuitively to yourself. So I love that. Absolutely. Um, but I'm sure everyone's going to want to find you after the show. So where can they find you? Do you want to sh shout out like your Instagram handle website, any of that totally. stuff? So there's a, a couple different places you can find me, um, on social media, home on the highway, H-O-M-E-O-N-T-H-E-H-W-Y. So Home on the Highway. Highway is just abbreviated as H-W-Y. You can find that on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Some channels are more built out and developed than others, but they all exist. Um, and then also The Jonathan Pereira. So T-H-E-J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A. -E -E That's on Instagram and TikTok. Um, if you want to connect on Facebook, if that's the thing that still people are doing, um, I think I'm like Jonathan prayer nine or something. Um, and then for the websites, 
where you can find not only all the stuff that you'll find on social, but um, my connection to the National Forest Foundation and Keep Going and more depth to Home on the Highway and like that whole story. JonathanPereira.com, HomeOnTheHighway.com. A lot of depth on both of those websites, running feeds of all social channels in one place, um, access to my coaching practice if you're interested in something like that, uh, updates on the podcast, future merch offerings, link to the Patreon, subscriber community. In a perfect world, those two websites are a catch-all for any and all things my digital footprint. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll also include those links in the show notes too. So people can easily get to them and check it out. Um, yeah. Did you want to go over any of your coaching offerings that you're going to offer soon? Well, uh, I'll give you a brief bit of context and tell you where I'm at right now. So with my job at the university tees, I was essentially a business and marketing coach to a rotating group of 40 to 50 college students and ended up coaching over a hundred students. As a snowboard instructor, I coached over 107 to 14 year old kids on snowboarding, but ultimately like confidence and self-esteem. Um, right now I'm going through a coaching accreditation program uh, via Jay Shetty. Um, if anyone listens to On Purpose, it's one of my favorite podcasts, but um, the program has been fantastic. I'm about halfway through right now. And come this fall, not only will I be graduating from that program as a certified coach, um, which, I mean, that puts me in a very small slice of life coaches across the world that are actually certified. Um, but if anyone is interested in coaching, whether it be life coaching, career and business coaching, um, confidence coaching, love and relationships, I mean, right now I'm kind of casting a wide net and letting the niche find me. Um, but you can inquire about coaching on my website. There is a tab on there, keep going. And then when you click in there, you can delve into the coaching and like fill out a discovery form. Um, discovery calls are free, just 45 minutes to an hour of us getting to know each other a little bit more and giving you a taste of what coaching with me would be like. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure a lot of people will be interested in that. And also thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It seriously was like the pep talk I needed today. It was great. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I feel like uh, all the insights that I shared are also things that, um, we've bounced back and forth off each other over the last couple of meetings and conversations via Instagram. And, um, I've been cheering you on from afar for a long time. So this was a long time coming. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. And I guess we will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to another episode of the intuitive creative podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. I know I did. Um, Feel free to rate, leave me a rate review wherever you listen to podcasts. You might just be featured on my next show. And then make sure to follow along with me at The Intuitive Creative on both Instagram and TikTok to keep up with me throughout the rest of the month until the next blog post and podcast episode. And then, of course, make sure to check out the description to get that link to the blog post and then also all the links to connect with Jonathan. But until next month, talk to you guys soon.